morning. Lots of new faces. I mean, the church was half full in the beginning when uh, I think it was done as who was here for the first time. But I think there's a lot more people. Who is here for the first time again? If you can raise your hands. Wow. God bless you. Round of applause to them as well. Amen. For us, church as home. So, uh, and we're, I think we're very hospitable. We really love to have people, receive people in our home. So feel very welcome and our hope. And uh, we believe that God has already spoken to your heart. And the things that we sing and the prayers that were made in this place, we believe that God is already speaking to us. And I'm sure that he will do, continue to do something very special in your heart this morning. And I'm so glad because I get to share the word of God. I get to open his word. I got to prepare during the week. And I believe that God has something so special to us this morning. And the topic and the theme of uh, this morning, if can be put on the screen, is real fake. And these two words came to my heart during a conversation that we had recently at a restaurant with a couple of friends of, of what is real and what is fake. And fake is such a heavy word, right? It's seen all around and we, we I'm not even going to say, I don't want to say, but I'm going to say it, fake news. Because everyone talks about fake news these days. But do we have fans of reality TV this morning? It's a time to be real, okay? It's time to be real. No one is going to judge, just a little bit, okay? But who are fans of reality TV? Okay, let's fully admit, okay, not, not like this. Let's fully admit that we like reality TV. Okay, what do you like to watch, Don? What do you like to watch? Survivor. That's a good show. It's been for a long time. Miranda. Love is blind. There you go. There's everything up to chance. You all have your tastes. The thing is, we know, I believe, I think we know, that reality TV is scripted, right? There's almost nothing super real about it. It's a product. It's designed to be consumed and to create a reaction from the audience. But if you like TV competitions like Survivor, sometimes we identify with certain contestants and we will say, oh, I like that guy or I like that girl because they are real. I like her because she is real. And we say that because it's refreshing to feel that someone on TV is being authentic. Not just trying to please people, just pursuing acceptance or praise from other people. And unfortunately, that's very rare because in our culture, in many ways, our culture has embraced the superficial, the masks, the fake, to the point that the lines between reality and fake be, can be very blurry. Everywhere we turn to, we see fake. We see fake in politics. We see fake in the advertisement industry. We see fake in the counterfeit industry. We see fake in the plastic surgery industry. And you know something just from a very simple research on the internet. I saw that all of these industries are actually on the rise. Whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, I think we can agree that there are so many forces pulling us to show others something that isn't quite real. 
So why do people choose fake? People choose fake because many times what is real is hard to get. Has anyone seen this show? I think it's on Netflix, Inventing Anna. You've probably heard about this real story. Anna Sorokin, she conned the very wealthy people of New York into believing that she was a German heiress. And because of that image that uh, she had, she levered into receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there are so many others. Bernie Madoff. You heard about Elizabeth Holmes as well. Fake comes at an initial lower cost, but it's never worth it in the long run. And the prophet Jeremiah in the Bible, he described this kind of behavior in his own time. In Jeremiah 5.31, he says, The people of God say things that are not true, and the religious leaders rule by their own thoughts, and my people love to have it this way. But what will you do in the end? God knows this very well. People love to have it easy, even if what they're actually living is a lie. Another reason people choose fake, it's because many times what is real is hard to deal with. Disappointment, hurt, sorrow, heartbreak, these are real things and they're not easy to fix. Jesus said, our Lord and Savior, he said, in the world you will have tribulation. Just because Christians are people of faith, it doesn't mean that we get to devalue or simply brush off the difficulties of life on earth. Tribulation is real stuff. It's about real struggles. It's about real battles. Things that aren't easy to deal with. And fake is an attempt to avoid to have to deal with that. People choose fake because many times what is real is hard to fix. The Apostle Paul in the Bible, at a certain time he was writing in the book of Romans, and he was being real with himself, and he saw the truth, and he confessed, what a miserable man I am. Now, Paul, someone that is so highly praised in the Christian world, He's so valued in the word of God, when he deeply analyzed his life, he said, what a miserable man I am. Who will save me from this body that brings me death? When he was honest with himself, he saw that he had way too many problems. And if we are, you and I are willing to see the truth, we will confess the same thing. You and I, we have way too many problems. So many things that we can simply deal with. On our own. And we don't like that feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling. People choose fake because many times what is real is hard to admit. And Proverbs 28.13 says, You will never succeed in life if you try to hide your wrongdoings. Faking is not just about showing others something that isn't real. It's also hiding what is real about us. The first human beings who ever lived, whose names are? You're such a good crowd, Bible readers. They hid after they messed up. The first reaction they had once they've messed up was hiding. Nothing has really changed, changed since then. 
It's our natural tendency as human beings. But hiding is never a good plan. Not just because it doesn't work, but because it's exhausting. People get burned out from the entertainment industry several times because they get tired of having to act as someone that they're not. They grow tired of having to portray this image of themselves that it's not actually who they are. They cannot be their full selves. And if you and I are constantly trying to be someone that we're not, we will never, ever live in peace. But ultimately, ultimately, people choose fake because of fear. Fear. People think faking it is the only way to be loved and accepted. And we all need to feel loved and accepted. But in society, we can't be vulnerable. We can't show weakness. We need to keep disguising our feelings, our thoughts, and our failures. And that's living in fear. And nothing takes away authenticity from our lives like fear does. Fearing others makes us feel threatened, makes us feel overwhelmed, inadequate, weak, powerless. We act defensively. We end up doing and saying things that don't really reflect who we really are. And maybe as I say these different words, you can identify some in your life right now. The Bible calls this fear a trap. In Proverbs 29, 25 says, people are trapped by their fear of others. Living a fake life in its entirely fake life, or even if it's just a portion of it, is a trap. It's nothing but a lie from our enemy for two main and very important reasons. First, it places a person or people in general above God in importance. It says that we are valuing people more than we should be valuing God. And secondly, it makes us unequal in the eyes of God. When we were all created in the image of God, When salvation is freely available for us all, when we all are imperfect human beings in need of God's grace and mercy, fear makes us feel that some are above and deserve more of God and some don't deserve as much in life. But in one way or another, it's possible that some of us this morning have become really good at faking it. You might, even, you might even be convinced this morning that faking it is essential to your success in relationships, in your career, or even your ministry. You've bought into the lie that no one would like or love or trust you if they really knew the real you and the mistakes you've done. And living in that lie is not only exhausting, but it's preventing your growth. It's keeping you from the real relationships that God has for your life. Not just with people, but with himself. 
Have you chosen fake to cope with the hardships in life? Have you chosen to wear a mask so that people will not know what is happening with the real you? Despite whatever appearances we work to maintain, we can't fool God. Let's read together what the Word says in Psalm 139. The Word says, God, you have explored my heart and know exactly who I am. You even know the small details like when I take a seat or when I stand up again. Even when I'm far away, you know what I'm thinking. You observe my wanderings and my sleeping, my waking and my dreaming, and you know everything I do in more detail than even I know. Continuing. You know what I'm going to say long before I say it. It is true, eternal one, that you know everything and everyone. You have surrounded me on every sign, behind me and before me, and you have placed your hand gently on my shoulder. It is the most amazing feeling to know how deeply you know me inside and out. The realization of it is so great that I cannot comprehend it. God knows our hearts better than we know ourselves. And like David, it's so far beyond anything that we can understand. It means that God knows all of our secret thoughts. God knows all of our impure desires. God knows all of our foolish emotions. But you know something? The Bible says that God places his hand gently on our shoulders. Because you and I, were not just fully known by God. We are fully loved by God. The Word of God says in 1 John, this is what real love is. It is not our love for God. It is God's love for us. He sent His Son to die in our place to take away our sins. Still, knowing everything about us, God chooses to love us. He wants us to be real with him. In fact, he requires us to be real with him if we're going to be in a relationship with him. In John 4.24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. I don't know about you, but I don't think I, I think about this very often. This is the kind of people the Father is looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before Him. We develop this relationship based on who He truly is, but also based on who we true, truly are. We don't need to wear masks or, or complicate things that are meant to be simple with God. And if we relate to God that way, that's worship in spirit and truth. We stand in awe of his marvelous love and grace. We understand who he is, and we understand who we are. God loves it when we approach him this way. 
We're invited to pray about our struggles, about our doubts, about our failures. And if there is one thing that the Word of God teaches us about opening our hearts to God, is that God can handle it. God can handle anything you throw at Him. Because if we don't do this, if we're not honest, if we continue to play games and worrying about what others will think of us, one year from now you will be exactly in the same place that you are, internally and externally, if not worse. He has a deep desire for all of us to be real with Him. And as we will see, he prefers to deal with messed up people with tender hearts than with perfect fakers who think that they don't need him. God has never asked anyone to follow him and be something other than honest and open. You want an example? Jesus, the Son of God and God himself, he chose a group of fishermen. And this maybe I think, very American expression, average Joes. Simple people, normal people, to be his closest friends and confidants. Not the religious leaders and the Jewish elite. He wanted people who were willing to be real, not people who appear to have it all together. The Bible says Jesus came for the sick, for the broken, for the desperate, for the hungry, for those who were heartbroken. People pretending to have their lives together, they didn't want to hear about Jesus. They didn't want to be close to him. Because they couldn't bear the thought of just being like everyone else. They couldn't bear the thought that they were imperfect sinners. Dependent on God's mercy and grace for their lives. In fact, Jesus spent a lot of his time pointing out the fakeness of a group of people called the Pharisees, the scholars, the religious people of that day. And Jesus didn't try to spare anyone's feelings. Let's read together Matthew 23. So that we understand how Jesus perceives what fakeness is in people's lives. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The experts in Moses' teaching and the Pharisees teach with Moses' authority. So be careful to do everything they tell you. But don't follow their example. Because they don't practice what they teach. They make loads that are hard to carry and lay them on the shoulders of the people. However, they're not willing to lift a finger to move them. How horrible it will be for you experts in Moses' teachings and Pharisees. You hypocrites. You lock people out of the kingdom of heaven. You don't enter it yourselves and you don't permit others to enter when they try. You hypocrites. You cross land and sea to recruit a single follower. And then when you do, you make that person twice as fit for hell as you are. You hypocrites, you clean the outside of the cups and dishes, but inside they're full of greed and uncontrolled desires. You snakes, you poisonous snakes, how can you escape from being condemned to hell? 
based on this kind of language that Jesus used, I suspect, it's my perception, that he has a problem with people being fake. Is it your perception as well? I think so. I would bet on it. But you know something, I imagine that these religious leaders, these Bible believers, that they started out sincere. I believe that there was something in their hearts that pulled them to God. But they got caught up in the politics. They got caught up in the fakeness that can easily invade our hearts. They became so concerned about being better than anyone else that they forgot how to be real. And I know that you and I, we can't be perfect like Jesus, the Son of God. But we don't have to be. We read in the Bible how God showed His grace to very imperfect people. Liars, adulterers, and even murderers. They found God in His grace. So there is no good reason for you and I today to isolate ourselves from others and to before God in our own imperfections. You don't have to be a fully open book that everyone needs to know about what is going on in your life. Far from that. You have the right of, of privacy, of being who you are. But never use that as an excuse to not being vulnerable and open, especially before God. Because I can tell you this, if you are honest and vulnerable before God, it's going to affect the way that you relate to other people. It's going to affect the way that you treat others. And God will be able to use you if you choose to be vulnerable. So as we... I'm going to say start wrapping up. <laughs> it's the last part. Let's hope it is. But I want to share with you some truths I've found in the Word of God that might help you in your fight against faking it. And I think it's masks are part of all of our lives. And, and even if COVID is gone, masks are still a reality. And the first thing that I want to share with you is that you can live without fear. You can choose to live without fear. Psalm 27 one says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We don't have to try to please other people. We need to choose to please God with our lives. He is worthy of our love because He has loved us. He loved us first. And if we choose to live with Him and to please Him, we don't find fear, but we find love. God will become your light and salvation. We read this verse before in John 16. Jesus said, In the world you will have tribulation. What a terrible news. 
Put a good news that comes right after it, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's why we don't have to fear the world. That's why we don't have to fear people. That's why we don't have to fear death. That's why we don't have to fear anything in life. Because Jesus has overcome all things. He is victorious as we sang just before. And if he is victorious, it means that you and I are victorious in him. We find our victory in him. Jesus is bigger than anything, anything on this world. And you and I, we can feel safe in him. How can we fight fake? Because salvation is available for the broken. Remember what Paul said, what a miserable man I am. It's in the Bible, so it's not going to go anywhere. Eternally speaking, it's there. He's a miserable man. <laughs> That's a very blunt thing to have in the word of God. Who will save me from this body that brings me death? Right next to it, he says, I thank God for saving me through Jesus Christ our Lord. I might be miserable. I might have more problems than I can even count. But thank God I have a Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ. I have a Savior that loves me and accepts me as I am and has a plan for my life no matter how much I mess up. He's always willing to be my Savior. We don't have to fake it because in God there is always salvation available for the broken. We don't have to fake it because mercy is waiting. Remember what we read, what happens when we try to hide our sins? You will never succeed in life. It's a big never. It's the lasting thing. You will never succeed in life if you try to hide your wrongdoings, if you try to hide your sins. But if you confess them, if you give them, if you give them up, then God will show mercy to you. Don't try to hide your faults from God. Don't try to hide your faults from those who can help. The Word of God teaches us that if we are willing to confess our sins to God, that we are forgiven. And we know, we understand how forgiveness is so important how refreshing it is to our souls to feel forgiven. That's beautiful. He forgives you and I of our sins when we confess them. But look what the Bible says in James 5.16. Confess, also confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Do this so that God can heal you. Think about that. God is offering us not only forgiveness, but God is offering healing. And he's not dismissing the importance of forgiveness, but healing. God is offering it when we are also willing to be open to one another. Don't do the foolish thing of being open to everyone. No. But choose to be open and vulnerable to people who are willing to be there for you, who are willing to pray for you. And the Bible says that you will find healing. Because God himself is going to heal you.
What a beautiful promise we have so that we don't have to fake it. Church should be a place of sincerity. We don't have to fake it because church should be a place where we should be free to be ourselves. And we can see this in the way that the early church lived. The Bible says in Acts 2, 46 and 47, every day the church continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Look at the words that describe this church. They were meeting together. There was togetherness. They were meeting in homes. They were hospitable. They had glad, sincere hearts. It was a growing church. They were enjoying the favor of the people. Imagine that. A church that is so open to accept others as they are so that God can start his wonderful work in their lives. A church of people that are sincere, not hypocrites, not religious, but sincere people. People that might be a little way ahead in their walk with God, but they're willing to remember, hey, I'm as broken as you are. I'm as messed up as you are. By the grace of God, maybe I don't act on it as much, but I know that I'm not perfect, just as you are not perfect. Who am I to look down on you? Who am I to not have a relationship with you? Who am I to choose to pass by you? A church is meant to be a place of people who are sincere. That's the kind of church Gabby and I are trying to lead. And I made a decision many years ago that I won't settle for anything else. I won't settle for a community that people aren't being sincere. And I think you shouldn't either. Lastly, we can overcome what is fake if we, cho if we choose to rely on God's word. Contrary to what many people say, being real isn't always about listening to your heart. Being real is not just listening to your thoughts and your emotions all the time and act on them. Being real and the true definition of real is relying on God's word and what he says about us. We, you and I, we must build our lives completely on the Word of God. The Word of God says, Your Word is like a lamp that shows me the way. It's like a light that guides me. If you and I, we choose to rely on God's Word and not our own feelings and not our emotions, not our perception of what others will think about us, not what other people say it would be the best decision for us, not in what... Someone will eventually say, even in the name of God, what matters is that you and I 
have our, our lives founded and strongly placed in God's word. If you and I, we choose to be founded in God's word, if you choose to live this way, the word of God will inspire you. It will bring you grace. It will bring you the truth that you need. And I can promise you, it will also change your life. I want to invite the worship team to come. And there were so many other things that I wish I had more time to speak about it. But I want you to meditate on what is God speaking to you this morning. What is God saying to you? If you can close your eyes with me at this moment. Because if there is a moment and a place where we really have to allow ourselves to be realists here. And I believe God is speaking to you. As he is speaking to me. Jesus brought the good news that we don't have to fake it. So it means that we have a choice this morning. Maybe there are things in your heart. Maybe things in your life. That you got so used to faking it. Of not being vulnerable. Of not being open. Not just with people, but maybe even God himself. Maybe the way that you chose to live your life has led you to a point where you're exhausted. You're overwhelmed. You're just too tired. You're just too disappointed in life. Because you haven't allowed God to help you be the real you. And embrace the victory that comes when you allow him to change you. To work in the real you. More than in your own set of circumstances, God is interested in your heart. And you don't have to wonder in life anymore. You don't have to be tired. You don't have to be exhausted. You don't have to be overwhelmed. You don't have to fake it. Come to Jesus as you are this morning. Come to God as you are and allow him to show you the ways that you've been living and how he is promising you, I have so much more for you. You don't have to settle for fake when you can have the real thing, when you can experience real love, when you can experience the real plans that God has for you. Lord, we want to pray this morning. All of us want to be open and, and vulnerable before you. Only you know the ways that we've been, each and every one of us have been living this far in life. You know the, each, each and every struggle, you know the doubts, you know the fears that we've allowed to conquer our hearts and dictate and shape the way that we live. Lord, but this morning, we want it to be a morning of victory. This morning, we want it to be a morning that we start 
an immense battle against fakeness. We start a big battle against what everything that is fake in us, against masks, against lies of the enemy that we've grown to believe. Lord, we pray that your word this morning will wash us clean, that it will renew our minds and hearts to truly see what you want us to live and who you want us to be in you. Father, we pray that your spirit will be free right now in our hearts and lives too. To go into every area of our hearts and expose what needs to be exposed. And Lord, help us to take steps, the steps that you want us to take this morning. Father, as we worship now, as we we sing to you, Lord, that this will be real in us. Help us to be open and vulnerable before you. We pray this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Will you stand with us and let's sing to the